Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for every moment that we are alive, for the air we breathe, the fact that our lungs do not get tired continuously breathing. The heart does not stop breathing, Lord. We thank you for every cell in our body that functions in the way that you designed it to function. That there is no malfunction. We thank you, Father, for health, for healing, for well-being. We thank you for family around us that care for us. We thank you for friends, Lord. We thank you for this prayer group that you've given us such a privilege to be part of this group. That bears your name. That carries your favor. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for establishing the work of our hands. That we are able to put food on our table. It comes from you, Lord. We thank you. We acknowledge the fact that without you, we are incomplete, we are insufficient. Without you, we cannot do all of this. We thank you that even in our faith, it is you who quicken us. It is you who provide the measure of faith as a gift. And you bid us exercise our free will in, align with, in alignment with what you tell us, what you teach us, what you show us through your word. The principles that you give us for living. The promises that you make for us, the covenants by which we can stand. And you always honor them to favor us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the prophecies that you provide us. That we can hope on those and prepare for them. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing every single day. And we thank you that you pour out your peace and your joy into our hearts every time that we come to you every time you call us. That same peace and joy, Lord, that only you can give, that no one else can give and no one else can take away. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer, at our altar of prayer today. And with those that have no one to pray for them, as we offer our faith and ourselves to stand in that gap. Standing in that gap, Lord, interceding for your people, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the lifter of men, the one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. The one who makes for us a way through the wilderness. The one who teaches us to profit. You are the preserver of men. You are our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield, our strength. The ancient of days, the rabbi, of all ages, the teacher, the father, 
And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the Lion of Judah, the rider on the white horse. And he is the one who was, who is, and who is to come. The Lord who heals, who is our rock, our refuge, the Alpha and the Omega, the author and the finisher of everything. Our manna given straight down to us from heaven until we enter the promised land. Our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of liberty, freedom. He is the breath of the Father given to us, the one who quickens us, who heals our backsliding, who partners with us to lift us up from all sin and iniquity, to birth in us, to shape in us, to grow in us the image and the likeness, the character of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, every physical provision. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny help us. Most importantly, you have blessed us with the gift of prayer, where we are able to speak, knowing that our words Carry that power. When we speak your word in faith, when we combine it with your word in conjunction with your spirit, we are able to speak life into situations. Conversely, we are also able to speak that. We thank you, Father, that you provide us revelation that grants us understanding through the sword of the spirit, your word, that double-edged sword that teaches us, that gives us understanding to divide between the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil, between your ways and the ways of the world, the ways of wickedness and iniquity. Thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family by this new and eternal covenant of the blood. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. Today, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. And thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Today, I'd like to reflect on that discernment aspect of renewing of our mind. The last few days we've been reflecting 
or Romans 12 verse 2, do not be conformed to the ways of the world. The ways of wickedness and sin, but be transformed by renewing your mind. So today I'd like to touch on a parable that is related to this. We see that parable in Matthew chapter 13 verses 24 to 30. So I'll read it out and then we'll touch on a different aspect of looking at it, different to what the Lord explains in that chapter. The kingdom of heaven, so this is from verse 24 now, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, that's the turning point, the enemy came and sowed weeds resembling wheat among the wheat and went away. That is, they sowed weeds that look exactly like the wheat and they went away. So verse 26, so when the plants sprouted and formed grain, the weeds appeared also. The servants of the owner came to him and said, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Then how does it have weeds in it? And he replied to them, an enemy has done this. The servants asked him, then do you want us to go and pull them out? But he said, no, because as you pull out the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, first gather the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burnt. But gather the wheat into my barn. So when we're looking at it in terms of thoughts, in terms of information, in terms of ideas, in terms of what we receive and what we perceive, the good seed here is the knowledge from the word of God or the tree of life and the weeds are the knowledge or the evil information we receive from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> and while men slept is what it says there. So there is a possibility in time where people are ignorant to God's ways. They are not quickened in their spirits or are of poor discernment. So are not sensitive or alert to the evil information that was presented to them. Even though they screen that information to check whether it is suitable for their use or not. The filters that they have used have not picked up the bad or wicked information in it. Mind you, it says the weeds looked like the wheat that was being grown. So it looked pretty similar. And you see Satan using that kind of deception multiple times. He used it with Eve. He used it with Jesus as well. So the evil information that you receive could be deceptively similar to the good to the good information from the Word of God. So a person of poor discernment can easily miss it. They can't tell the difference and they can fall victim to it. 
when he said to Eve, surely you wouldn't die? Surely, did God really say that you would surely die? Eve couldn't perceive it. She fell victim. He sowed the weed of confusion about that fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil in her. He played on the word surely. And the Bible records that even though Adam was with her, even he couldn't pick it. What about Jesus? He said to Jesus as well, he quoted Psalm 91. And he said, throw yourself from the temple and the angels will hold you. They will pick you up so that you do not hurt your feet. It is information that looks genuine because when you reference Psalm 91, it's there. And yet, it is wicked information. Jesus was able to discern and pick it. What if we are told something of that sort and someone quoted the Bible? Are we able to discern and pick that this is wicked information? Or would we fall in the category of the information being passed on while men slept? We are often faced with similar situations where we need to compare what we hear or see or a thought that is suggested to us. Do we cross-check it against the word knowledge that we received in order to discern its appropriateness before we react or respond to it? The enemy can wait for men to sleep as well. Now here there are a few interpretations of what that could mean. While men slept. That's what we're really focusing on today. Those three words. It could be those that are quickened, that were quickened and renewed their minds on the word of God at one point. But at some point over time became complacent, comfortable and even started negotiating with worldly traditions and ways and information. Even in an unsuspecting manner. That is, they were once quickened and now have started missing the red flags altogether. About the Bible say, about them, the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 43. If the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not let his house be broken into. The thief silently slipped that piece of information through. Or they could have backslidden. They would have stopped reading the word, stopped praying altogether, and hence the level of discernment falls down. Can't tell the difference. Carnality takes over again. Or another way of looking at it is maybe they are too busy or may have just been too naive to see through the plans of the enemy. The owner has not known what time of the night the thief was coming, so he quietly slipped through that one piece of information that now turned out to provide access to him, and he's able to build a stronghold. What we receive from that kind of knowledge is what we give permission to act within our lives.
Satan uses it as legal ground for access. The critical point there is he will wait for that time when men sleep, when our discernment is low, when our consciousness, our alertness towards things of the spirit versus things of the flesh or knowledge of the spirit versus knowledge of the flesh is low. And in those moments when we are not alert or sensitive enough is that he looks for an opportunity to push through pieces of information that can corrupt faith, that can shake, that can inspire moments of fear or doubt. We must stay alert, discerning, and constantly renewing our mind. It's a constant process. It cannot stop. It cannot plateau. You cannot get tired of it because the enemy doesn't. He's always waiting. The Bible says even about Jesus, he left Jesus for a season and then kept showing up again at different times through different people. He showed up through Peter, he showed up through Judas, he used various multiple opportunities through the Pharisees. He left him for a season, kept coming back, going back to his lab, working on it, finding, uh, doing a bit more research, finding out new ways, new opportunities, different people, different ideas, and kept coming back. And Jesus didn't shut his discernment. He picked him up in every single time and he called him out. Are we prepared to constantly discern and renew our mind? Because every time he goes back, he will take it to the next level. And unless your mind is renewed to that level, you won't see it coming. Hence, we need to constantly be studying on the word, constantly be refreshing what we know and what we understand of it. So that he cannot sow the weeds of confusion, of chaos, or misunderstanding. When we use the word of God as a mirror, these could be all kinds of new ideas, new words, new slangs that we learn. New cultural suggestions that keep coming up every single day. Newer ways, modern way of living. Traditions that are replacing old ones. Many times in the way of adopting the new way of living, are we letting our guard down and not seeing through the move of the enemy? And hence constant renewing our mind and reviewing all that we are receiving every single day. Information through mass media, information through worldly traditions and patterns. Information through whatever is being introduced over the internet. And you see a lot of different people adopting it and we think it's probably okay. We must review and renew our mind to look at what we will and won't accept. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a sharpening of that discernment, Lord, and a constant refreshing of our mind based on your word, so that the more we read and study and understand of your ways, the more we are sharper in our comparison of the ways of the world against it, only picking and adapting what aligns with your will and your ways and rejecting outright everything. Just like the apostle said in the book of Acts, when they were questioned about their teachings of Jesus and were told not to, and they said, we can only obey what God's will is, not that of man. We ask for that strengthening in our fortitude, in our values within us, so that we uphold the value systems that are aligned to your will, that you teach us through your word. And everything else that raises its head against it, we turn it away, we cast it out. We ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, all kinds of addictions, compulsive behaviors, mental disorders, anxiety, depression, anger. That every such yoke of the enemy be broken now by the blood of Jesus. Especially in the ones that we are praying for, Lord. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved and not yet received their gift of salvation. We ask for a quickening in their spirit, Lord. We ask you to call them. For unless you draw them to you, they cannot come. But when you draw them, then there is transformation, there is renewal of mind. There is a revival that stirs up within their spirit. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit and with your Holy Spirit that prays with us and on our behalf. We believe that we have received, Lord, that every prayer we have released now is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
The scripture that's placed on my heart this morning is from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 to 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the likeness of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, 
with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Colossians 2, verses 2 and 3, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it is written, For my hope is that their hearts may be encouraged as they are knit together in unselfish love, so that they may have all the riches that come from the full assurance of understanding, the joy of salvation resulting in a true and more intimate knowledge of the mystery of God that is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge regarding the word and purposes of God. We also have a second scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, quoted from the NIV, talking about salt and light. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown down out and trampled underfoot. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, or daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions. Please share those with friends and family and invite them to come join us. They can join us during live sessions, or you can point them to the recording stored on YouTube, Facebook, and our Spotify podcast page. You can also share a link to our Telegram group so that they can be part of this group, share their prayer request, pray with other like-minded people, stir up their own faith as well and learn from the word of God and let it bless and improve their prayer life, their Christian experience too. Let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, brother. God bless everyone. Mm -hmm.